as far back as educated men have recorded their history, veils have been lowered to disclose a vast new reality, rents in the fabric of man's awareness. And somewhere in the endless search of the curious mind lies the next vision, the next key to his infinite capacity. What's up? This is Rojan. Welcome back for part two of our two-part interview with Mr. Jeffrey Ritzman. As myself and Lobo mentioned last week, we are both on vacation. Actually, I'm coming back from vacation. Lobo is on his way to vacation. I'm sure he's sitting on a beach somewhere right now listening to this, being surrounded by scantily clad women who are serving him glasses of fruit punch. His toes are probably moving through the sand. It's probably a nice sunny day, clouds overhead, on a beach somewhere. I'm sure he's probably enjoying himself in the tropics. For myself, however, it's back to work. Before I go any further, I need to send a shout-out to Sharon over at ghosthuntingtheories.com. She gave us a great review in her blog, and she sent a lot of people our way, and they've also joined the Facebook page. So if you guys are hearing for this for the first time, welcome to the family. And you're kind of starting in the middle of a two-part episode, but that's okay because the episode's pretty good, and it can stand on its own without having to listen to part one. Having said that... Go listen to part one. (laughs) Um, But in this episode, we talk about Gulf Breeze. We talk about the Dome on the Rock UFO video. We talk about how hoaxers use video to perpetrate hoaxes, some of the older techniques used and how they might still apply today. We talk about a few miscellaneous things here or there. At the end of the episode, you're going to hear myself and Lobo, and that is the piece that we recorded directly after we did the interview. And we should have another episode to you I want to say within a week, but with him being on vacation, surrounded by scantily clad women, being served glasses of fruit juice, I'm not real sure when he's going to get back, and we're trying to hammer out a few details. Either way, you won't have to last, or wait real long, I should say. So uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. Peace. the next one you've moved on you've had a lot of extensive work on this one and this is golf breeze golf um, breeze so i'm going to ask you up front did you have any dealings with ed walters because ed walters was the original guy that broke the original photos of the whole golf breeze sighting uh no okay i've never spoken to ed in my life i um when i was down there for a conference i tried to find out where he was he was not at the conference which i thought was a little weird i mean you would think he would be but he really was not he was not, uh, from what I understand, and I, I definitely, I, I've known a lot of people who knew him firsthand and had lots of conversations with him and knew him well. Bruce McAbee being one, Doctor Bruce, uh, Bob Exler being another one, and they all say, you know, he was not really into 
being this public figure guy, he got away from it at a certain point and was like, I don't want to be bothered with it. I don't want to talk about it. I've asked Dr. Maccabee about getting him on Paratopia a couple times. He goes, Jeff, it's not going to happen. He just doesn't want anything to do with this anymore. And I can respect that. But no, I have held some of the original Gulf Breeze photographs that he shot back in the day that I think were taken, and I'm consulting notes. That's right. Notes, fellas. Take your notes. November 11th, 1987 to May 1st, 1988. Those were Ed Walter's original classic Gulf Breeze UFO that looked like a top with a thing on the top and the road shot everybody's familiar with, I think, by this point. I've held some of those in my hands, and I can tell you that um, <laughs> if they're fakes, uh they are the worst hoax photographs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> hmm. Because I'll give you a clue. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I can't definitively say this about the road shot, but every other shot that I saw of the classic Golf Breeze UFO looked like this. So I'm going to assume that the road shot was the same way. Picture a square. This is a Polaroid. The peel apart type, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that would have been that. Yeah. yeah. Picture a black square. With yep. a small orange oval in the middle of it. <laughs> That's pretty That's much it. it. Good That's lord. Pretty, and occasionally you might see the hint of the top of a tree, you know, that sort of thing. Now, the, the first ones that they show on TV all the time where he actually goes behind the tree and it's up near some power lines and it's a, clearly in a suburban-like neighborhood – those I never saw firsthand, but I saw a lot of the other ones firsthand. Well, those I believe were taken. MUFON, from what I understand, MUFON gave him a camera that was tamper-proof. I think it had three lenses on it. Um, full disclosure, I'm getting this from the History Channel, from what I remember correctly. And I believe those were taken with a tamper-proof camera. And MUFON, I think, stuck behind those, but then some kid came along and said that he witnessed him faking those pictures. And yeah. there was a big hubbub about that or something, I believe. The one thing you learn about Gulf Breeze, and, I, and, I, and again, I love Gulf Breeze. I love everybody that I met there. And yeah, and you that, went down and actually investigated it, didn't you? Yeah, a few times. I mean, it, it was it was an interesting dynamic of people. Uh, Bruce, there was a man. His name was Bruce Morrison. His wife's name was Ann. They were the nicest people. Uh, they shot more of the Bubba. You mentioned Bubba. On yeah, it became known as Bubba because people started seeing it so often down there that they just started naming it and said, oh, yeah, there's Bubba. I mean, that's how routine the sightings of this thing. And this this thing would uh, – I mean, by no means was it any less interesting than Ed Walter's stuff because you're talking about an object that would stop in midair, move, get really, really bright, drop out little white objects that would zip away from it. There were times where it would stay stationary almost over the crowd that – gathered at shoreline park every night to, to skywatch there's one video that i used to have that showed it where it's getting larger and smaller instant i mean back and forth instantaneously hmm. and you realize that this is not the light getting brighter it's the aperture of whatever it is getting bigger and smaller it's not coming closer or going farther away or brightening up and dimming it's opening and closing really fast what the hell is it? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot more about Golf Breeze that people don't know about. Again, there's more stuff you don't hear about because it's beyond the weird. Um, like what? Like what? Like what? Like what? <laughs> golf ball or softball uh, coming across the water. You've got a very long pier in Shoreline Park. You wouldn't get my behind out on it because when I went down there, I was staying firmly on the beach. 
if I go out on that pier and something pops up out of that water or something comes across that sky, you got a very long run, fellas, to get back to a vehicle. I was not going out there. And oh. uh, and all my friends were like, come on, let's go. I'm like, I'm not going out on that pier. You can forget it. <laughs> Dr. McAbee down there, um, he actually had a lot of sophisticated equipment uh, set up. And he said that these lights came across the water. They flew, ready for this, through the crowd that was gathered. They went over top of the truck where he had set all this equipment up in. He captured a lot of very interesting data, which I think he's published. Uh, He refers to them as Tinkerbell lights because that's supposedly what they looked like. These things wove through the crowd. That's how close we're talking about. These are little tiny lights that are Mm. coming across the water and going through the crowd. (laughs) <laughs> making no noise and then flying over top of the van and exiting into the woods and out of sight. Good Lord. Reported, uh, quite a bit there. Um, so how many people saw this happen though? How many, cause I've seen videos of people gathered at that beach and you can, I've, there's lots of video out there. Like the one you're talking about with the lights drop off the bottom of it. You can hear the crowd. Um, they certainly don't look like any airplane that I've ever seen. I've never seen an airplane sit stationary, then drop white things off of it that go flying off. But how many people were gathered in this crowd where these sprites were flying through them? I don't know necessarily that uh, you could put a number on at that point how many people were there because it fluctuated a lot. I know even in the mere dates that I I spent a week there at one point, and then I went back, and it was three days, and I went back for another week. And, uh, and I was by myself pretty much twice the two secondary trips i was by i was alone and uh i went out to that beach i saw like five people i mean and then there's another night i would go and it would be 20 people there um you would probably have to go back and listen to the paratopia episode where we had bruce on to talk about that we mentioned that mm-hmm. um, i'm pretty sure he it was either then or we talked to him about that at the x conference and that would be on that other show that should not be named uh, <laughs> a culture of contact with Jeremy's podcast kind of crossover, but I think he talks about that on on Paratopia at one point or another. And I don't know how many people were there, but I know it wasn't a few. Um, I mean, there were mass sightings in Gulf Breeze. There were Tinkerbell sightings in Gulf Breeze. One woman that was, as I remember it, and again, don't quote me here, a woman who lived. Very close, to, or if not on the beach, she was a reverend or preacher's wife, and she saw one of these Tinkerbells land in her backyard, which when it hit the ground, became the visage of a alien. What? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I mean, you talk to some people down there and they go, those little tiny lights are the beings. That's what they are. That is not a UFO. That is, that is them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why they be, that's why they got so close to us that's actually what their physical form is this is not too different from what jeremy talked about recently on the show about these lights that apparently march uh on the beaches in hawaii and they're supposed to be like a native warriors of that time yep. they are little lights mm-hmm. what do you make of that i don't know again well, this reminds too- me of um there was a thing that i was reading at one time about if there was 
if there was an interdimensional creature or if there was something that we were seeing from another dimension that was in a dimension, I'm going to sound really new agey here, but if it was a dimension above us, because we see things and perceive things in three dimensions, if there was something to say fourth dimensional, we would, our brains wouldn't be able to fully comprehend what we were seeing and we would see it as a ball of light or something along those lines. So if, if these things are quote unquote, um, interdimensional aliens um, to go off the Indiana Jones kick. This would <laughs> fit with what is described as this would be how we would see them or how we would be able to perceive them because it would be the only way that our sense of perception is able to perceive them, if that makes any sense to you. Work. Yeah. That'd work and so would a hundred other theories. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it depends on how you want to view this. I mean, it, it, even as far as why would they be there at all? Yeah. Uh, when you're talking about an elusive phenomena, why would an elusive phenomena present itself to a group of people on a beach? Yeah, uh, right. And one researcher that was heavily involved in Gulf Breeze said to me one time, because I'm talking about why there. I mean, the place is virtually surrounded by military installations. Why there? Couldn't it be military? Yeah, it could be. Could it be a weapons testing ground? Yeah, it could be. Why, though? Why? Why would you do that? You know, why? I don't know why you do that. Could it be, this is what the researcher said to me, he's like, Jeff, sometimes I think they show up because people show up to see them. Huh. And later on, I came to that same kind of thought that, uh, you know, a hot spot is hot because somebody brings the topic or has the initial trolling sighting, if you will. They see something and then more people show up and it responds by going, oh, you like that? You want some more? Well, here's some more. And so if they fed off of that, then that would make sense. And and here's a theory that came up for me years after I thought about this. One night, the, again, inspired thought said to me, "If let's, I don't think this. Let me make this very clear. I don't. This is not my subscribed thought about the Ed Walters scenario of this case. But what if Ed Walters faked it all? What if? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden." A phenomena that wants to be elusive, a phenomena that wants to be marginalized, a, a phenomena that consistently self-negates itself. What better a place do you think would be to show up than where a guy just hoaxed a bunch of photographs? Yeah, right. Leave you anywhere. <laughs> I so know, I'll- right? That's <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be yeah. Well, you had people people that do the copycat uh, um, crimes. They show up in the same area where the other guy was picked off or girl was picked off because people are gonna be like well like i was already put away what's this right so if huh. this thing is elusive and somebody fakes something we're good we're gold well let's go what's the <laughs> yeah, problem right. we can do what we want in you know? your opinion do you th- uh, how much of what happened down in golf breeze do you think was hoaxed and how much of it do you think was a genuine unknown phenomenon I mean, if you've you've looked at the have you looked at a lot of the videos have you done your analysis on a lot of this stuff to be able to come to a conclusion I mean, some of it I've looked at, and um, and some of it taken by people who aren't from Gulf Breeze. Um, the stuff that I've seen come out of people who live there, put it to you that way, mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything that's made me go, eh, I don't buy that. People who go down there and have this major sighting, like Hawkins, that I don't buy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I sorry, I don't buy it. I don't buy... Uh, some stuff that I've seen on old episodes of sightings where some guy shows up and he's not even from the area, and yet he has these amazing sightings, but yet he has amazing sightings wherever he goes. Now, I'm not saying that's a that's a impossibility, mm-hmm. but 
I think some of that stuff looks decidedly sketchy to me. It doesn't look like anything I've ever seen come out of Golf Breeze before. Golf Breeze has a really interesting look about it. There is something where you can look at it and go, I could see that being in Golf Breeze. I can't really explain that except to say, you know, you've got the classic Golf Breeze UFO and you've got these what look like steel ball bearings that have been seen in broad daylight. I mean, Golf Breeze has not been a nighttime phenomena all the time. It went daylight in a big way. Ed had taken some pictures, and this is long after the Golf Breeze sightings were out, known about, largely over as far as the nighttime, you know, disc top shape thing. All of a sudden, Ed, uh, and again, I held these in my hand as I told you last night. There were shots taken from his home on the water where a UFO that looked like Picture a ball bearing that uh, is elongated slightly up and down like a contact cold capsule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll picture smaller contact cold capsules around the edge of it. Okay, mm-hmm. smaller and, and surrounding the big one. Mm-hmm. And they are chrome. I mean chrome. Mm. And this thing came down on the water. He is shooting it from his window in his office. This thing comes down. And he sees a tube go into the water. Meanwhile, the backdrop for this UFO, a house across huh? across the sound. Okay, That's how low this thing is. It's at the water. It's broad daylight. <laughs> you look at this thing closely after you scan it, you blow it up. You can see mist around the water where it's churning the water up. And clearly there's something going into the water or being su- sucked up out of it water. This thing goes up into the sky. And he sees a fighter jet coming right at it. He keeps shooting. He shoots, I think it was, what was it, three? I think it was three shots of the jet approaching. The fourth shot, he gets the jet crossing in front of the UFO. It's the perfect shot. It's perfect. (laughs) This jet, Bruce McAbee, of course, he knows all these military hardware. He said this jet's equipped with gun cameras. Can you imagine those photographs? Can you imagine what that looks like? Mm-hmm. Good Lord. And where are these photos? I would love to see those. <laughs> <laughs> Your military intelligence, and you really like to show me those pictures. <laughs> I promise I won't tell anybody. Um, well, you know, so there's that shot. But the, here, you want to know the weird thing about that sighting. He sees this odd-shaped craft that he's never seen before, this this globular-looking thing. And all of a sudden, he says, on the glass in my office, I start hearing ticks, like tick, 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 tick. And as he's seeing these ticks, there are dots of black appearing on his window that are appearing and disappearing as he's hearing these ticks. What is that? Who Mm -hmm. makes like that up, people. I know, right? That makes sense. <laughs> thing that you know about ufology. I mean, that just doesn't fit. That's too weird. It's too out of the what? <laughs> Again, I looked at those photographs, and if they're faked, they're poor. I mean, the <laughs> thing is very, very. It's about the size of a head of a pin in his photographs because he didn't. He had a better camera, but he had no zoom on it or anything. It was just like. Literally, you standing there with a camera going click, 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 and the thing is distant. I mean, it's very small, and uh, you really have to do some work to be able to see it well. 
but uh, it's there. And these are really good shots. This is on the cover of, of Dr. Maccabee's books. Uh, it, book. It's called uh, UFOs Are Real and the Government Knows It, I believe it's called. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, and it's there. And um, see, this is something that didn't happen at O'Hare. Just to go back to that for a second, you've got an airport that's an international airport, the most congested airport in the world, post 9-11. And there's an unknown object over it, and no jets are scrambled. Yeah, what's that all about? <laughs> they were chasing everything. Right. That says one of two things to me, at least. Number one, either A, they know what it is, and they know there ain't a damn thing they can do about it, or B, it's ours. It's one right. of the two. Mm-hmm. Because to show up, not know. Well, and the other third part, I guess you could throw this in as an end note. If they show up. And they chase it. Guess what you just did? Military, government, whatever you want to call them. Uh, you just validated that there was something there. And you engaged they, it. don't want to do that, do we? Because then the report Leave a paper trail, yeah. Not jets on tape. Uh, what did they see? And then you got to answer that. Mm-hmm. And, and let's just call it a weather anomaly. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't fly. So, you know, I mean, it's the same, I think, goes for Golf Breeze. I mean, uh, everybody thinks that Ed Walters was the start of Golf Breeze. And um, and there's, there's, I mean, I did a lot of back research on Golf Breeze. No freaking way did Ed Walters start Golf Breeze and UFOs. Uh, they've been reported in Golf Breeze since 1952. Wow. Uh, uh, there was a Warrington Navy guy who saw three amber-red lights, um, and then a short while later in East Pensacola, a woman reported seeing disc-shaped objects flying overhead that had an orange glow to them. Um, that same day, um, residents of uh, Eglin Air Force Base reported two orange-colored lights hovering to the south-southeast for three or four minutes before vanishing. Um and these were people who were ultimately familiar with like all the conventional aircraft and their characteristics, and they were positive that these discs were not conventional aircraft. The, biz- the most bizarre one that I ever found was uh, November 25th, 1957. I'm just going to read this because otherwise uh, I'm going to miss something. Go for it. Crewman <laughs> a B-66 jet bomber from Eglin Air Force Base reportedly saw three unidentified objects in the Gulf of Mexico south of Hurlburt Field. The crew originally thought they were stars, yet they also showed up on Eglin's radar screens. Um, that's one very, very strong case that should be followed up on much more tough than it probably has been. This one, again, Eglin Air Force Base, February 2nd, 1976. Unidentified object was sighted at the east end of Duke Field. When I say east end, it's on the runway. What? Air Force officials say the UFO <laughs> the UFO did not show up in more than forty photographs or on their radar screens, but it was witnessed. Yeah, by a lot of people. Huh. Officials could not explain why this was so. Strange that it went in photograph because the object was reported to be as large as a Boeing seven hundred seven or C one hundred and thirty cargo plane. More than half a dozen people saw the object. The first to see it was a military policeman while making his rounds at 4.35 a.m. According to Lieutenant Steve Fallon of the Eglin Information Office, the object was then visible till first light. When Fallon was asked why nothing appeared on any photograph, he asked, 
He answered, that's a good question. So the Air Force Base sees weird shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wake yeah. up. This is not Ed Walters. This doesn't have any – I mean, the very idea that Ed Walters had swirled areas of grass like in Shoreline Park and out behind his house by the, by the school, that was reported years beforehand You know, in the little panhandle. It was a little panhandle town of Florida called Vernon. And uh, a lady named Joan Pfluger, uh, she reluctantly, I should say, reported this 26-and-a-half-foot circle on her pasture that had small burn circles around the outer edge. And, um, and you know, she found it suspicious. And um, that was in 1980. I mean, this is long. I mean, the, the area, the fact that it says here, the area that was affected, and I wrote this story in, good Lord, when did I write this? Yeah, I mean, we're making you go back down memory lane, aren't we? <laughs> I wrote this when I was working for Periscope on AOL. Um, wow. And uh, that was a long time ago. But, um, you know, this was 1980 that she saw this. And uh, she said the area affected was described as looking sucked up by a giant vacuum. She hadn't a clue as to what made the mark, but she did recall the day before her dog had acted crazy and trying to tear down a screen door to get outside. She said that the dog had never acted so oddly before. and She was genuinely puzzled by the entire matter, saying less about the evidence in her pasture and more about her hope that the incident wouldn't the incident wouldn't attract a lot of attention. Hmm. Answer was, I guess I have to keep my gate locked all the time now. <laughs> uh, there's been log after log after log of weird stuff in golf. It did not start with Ed Walters. It did not start with the with the Shoreline Park groups. It did not start with Bubba. It was around long and heavy before that. Now, what's so, going on? I'm sorry. No, I mean, what's going on now there? Yeah, what's going on there now? Is there? I mean, there was some stuff trickling in. Is it? Is it valid? Is it? Yeah, because you posted a video on Facebook about the uh, the fact or faked video that that they were investigating and then they had their own sighting with it. But you told me last night that you have raw footage of the most recent site there. Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up this way, but <laughs> I mean, I had someone email me um, and I, I mean, it certainly looks a lot clearer than what you might see on YouTube. Um, it appears to be a better resolution or maybe it's a, maybe it's a, just an earlier generation of this file. Um, but it is the one that Factor Faked went to look at. And it's the one that they got that made them go do that investigation. And uh, the only thing I can say about it is it's it's curious. I mean, again, with with not having any contact with the guy who shot it, I can't say that much about it because I want to talk to him. Um, you, you've really – I mean that's really like the big deal. If you've got somebody willing to talk to you and show you visual evidence, you may have something that's interesting. Um, this guy said it made no noise. He said that it drained the batteries in his camera. Uh, this is all stuff that he said on the show, but we don't get his last name on the show, needless to say. Um, you know, these lights are moving behind some trees. They're clearly over water of some sort. And it appears towards the end of this shot that the water is behaving in a very bizarre way or the lights themselves are giving off some kind of matter that is swirling around them in the most surreal way that I think I've ever seen anything move. It is bizarre. It looks fractal ish. 
to me in the video, it appears as though it looks like a lighted fishbowl floating behind trees through the woods with something moving around inside of the fishbowl with like a light source moving around inside the fishbowl. Yes. I mean, the water that's moving, if it is indeed water, and I haven't confirmed that it is, but if it is, and what we're seeing is water being lit by the lights on whatever this is, or the lights are the thing, maybe the lights are the thing. Maybe it's three things and not one thing. Um, if it is water that we're seeing being illuminated, then this water is reacting to some kind of, dare I say, anti-gravitational something because it is not behaving like normal water if that's what it is. Yeah, it's moving around the surface of it. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the um, that Keanu Reeves crappy remake of, of uh, The Day <laughs> the Earth Stood Still to where the the liquid ship that was in there, the surface of that, or the movie Sphere, where it has the liquid like silver surface to it, but it's got the ripple effect to it, but it's as though the lights are shining through through it. Again, if somebody were to fake that, how difficult would it be for them to fake that video? Granted, I know technology is pretty tremendous now, and you know how much work would it be to fake something like that? It's um, well, I mean, it used to be back not so many years ago. It used to be how do I composite into a backplate, meaning how do I shoot video of my front lawn with no UFO, of course, because we're going to put that in in post. Mm-hmm. How do I shoot? And make it go behind trees because that's been like the big thing about UFO shots is if you can shoot of any photograph or any video where it goes behind a stationary object, that's a big deal, right? That means it's real. And um, that's as easy to do as anything else, to be honest with you. I mean, that's um, that's a matter of what they call either you can either key it or you can uh, alpha channel out uh, darker objects, which would be trees, against lighter sky and you can do this with such razor precision that you can duplicate the trees on top the trees and make the ufo fly behind it i i can do that in seconds i mean it's so that would be how the mexico city ufo video would be done with the ufo floating behind the building actually that is um is uh you've got a back plate yes you've got a zoom in yes um but the zoom in is not a real zoom in. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is really where it gets hairy because you're talking about a guy who's supposedly shooting from high up in the air on a building, looking at other high up buildings, and he's shooting this disc that's rotating and undulating as it goes behind a building. And and the only way that you know, I mean, you can tell by looking at today's standards of CG, that it's clearly CG, that the disc itself is pixelated, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the rest of the stuff has a different sort of pixelation. That's the first defining moment. Um, but it appears to have distance hazing. See, these people were smart. Distance hazing means everything because your darks can't be darker than the closest object, right? You can't have a dark of a car window that's right in front of you be as – the, the UFO's windows can't be as dark as your car windows. There's distance atmospheric haze. This mm-hmm. is a given. Um, they had a certain haze put over this object. Very nice, you know. And so you see this object go behind the first building, and as it comes up over the roof, you notice that if you zoom in and you isolate, that the building is shaking due to camera shake, and the UFO is smoothly gliding. <laughs> Oops. Right? 
And the minute you see that, you recognize that what they're doing, you have this great material in CG that's a mat, and you can actually take your video, put it into your 3D program. When you look at a 3D program, you're looking at four screens, left, right, you know, perspective, and top, let's just say. But you can alter what those views are. If you put your left viewport, that shows your video, okay? That shows your video. Then you're going to shoot that video with a CG camera, little tool, and you set that to view that camera. You're, you're looking at a, a flat plane, and the material attached to that plane is your backplate video. Follow? I think yep. so. Now, when you hit play, that material on that object, that plane that you're looking at in through your CG camera, and this is the most basic operation here. This is, this is probably how they did it back then. You can build a building out of you know a geometric object, a square, a cube. You build the building or you make a, a flat mat that's then cut and duplicates the buildings. So now you've got buildings on top of buildings. Your CG camera doesn't see that. Hmm. It doesn't see anything. You make your CG saucer. You move it through the scene as you want to do it, as you want to have it move. And where it crosses behind these matte objects, which appear to be like more or less an invisibility cloak, okay, then you pass the UFO behind the building. That's what appears to happen. The CG is canceled out. The disc, the CG disc is canceled out by the matte material in front of it. And that lines up perfectly with your buildings. I understand that technology is cool. But that was old school technology. It's come a long way since then. Still, it was camera matching. Yeah. That's the last is you've got to match that shake. They didn't match the shake. Next one I want to move in. Since we're talking about this, this is the one. This the next one I'm gonna talk about is the one that really broke it all for me. This is the one where it kind of ruined it for me because up until this point I was like, okay, that's fake, blah blah. Then the one that really broke it all for me was the dome on the rock videos. <laughs> um, now, before when I would see UFO videos, I would be like, okay, there might be some, there might be something to this. Or if I saw a ghost video, there might be something to this. Then the dome and the rock videos came along, and I said, hey. 
you know, I, I got sucked in like everybody else. I have no problem admitting that. I was like, okay, here we have a video that's shot from multiple camera angles, different people, different perspectives, different locations. It appears to be doing the same thing in every video. It floats down, flashes, shoots up into the sky. There's multiple red lights, and it turns out that it's a hoax. And that now it's to a point where, where I see something. We've got people, you know, sorry, Clinton, but we've got people that post it on the <laughs> Facebook page. They post videos and stuff all the time. And now I've become I've become the ass that always goes, this is fake, and this is why I think it's fake. You know, and I'll start going, rather than look at a video and say, all right, this could be real, I now look at videos and go, this is fake. I just haven't figured out how it's fake yet, and I'm going to watch it until I can figure out a reason that it is fake. Right. So... Well, in in Clinton's in Clinton's defense, he does post up. What do you think? Or I found. Yes, he does. This. Can someone please tell me if it's real or not? Yes, he does. He's I've, very good about that. I've done that. that as well, not with the UFO stuff, but with different animals or stuff like that. So he's he's he keeps an open mind, but you know, just like all of us. I just always feel like the ass that every time he posts something, I'm always going, no, Clinton, this isn't real. And I always feel like an ass. <laughs> I but shot at him a couple of times, and I'm like, dude, I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Clinton, we love you. If you hear this, we love you. But he's one of the contributors of our site. This guy posts videos and stuff all the time. And I'm now to a point where sometimes he'll post old stuff and sometimes he'll post recent stuff. But now when I see stuff, I'm always going, this is fake. I don't know how it's fake yet, but I will figure it out. And I'll look at it until I say, all right, I've, I think this is fake and this is what I'm basing it on. And what you just told me about Mexico City now makes me, you know, want to look at it even more the same, you know, now it now it's giving me more perspective as to how this stuff can be faked. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you, do you have anything to add about Dome on the Rock? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Well, I mean <sighs> I mean when you first I, saw I, it, were you were you like this is fake right off the bat? You did you know better or did well, you yeah. even give it a second? <laughs> no, I mean, oh god. I mean, if you Wait, knew how yeah. many emails, yeah, what before before you say anything at uh -huh. all, okay. okay. <laughs> before I saw I saw the Dome on the Rock video, okay. Okay. I saw one of them in a right wing Christian group, mm -hmm. and I saw one on a UFO page. Okay. The Christian group was claiming that it was an angel that crashed down and then flew back up into the sky, and wow. the UFO group was saying it was a UFO that came down. So I'm like, yeah. okay, no. <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm well, sorry. I just I, no. I mean, if I, uh, it, I mean, if you knew how many how many emails I got the morning I woke up, and that was like the thing. Oh my god! I mean, it was just like tons of them. And I, uh, I'm like, well, let me look. And I look, and I'm like, yeah, it's fake. <laughs> I gotta go back to bed. I mean, you're looking at it, and you're like, okay, there's cars on the street. And there's people on the street, and nobody's moving. Nobody's moving? <laughs> nobody's moving. And the, 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 the background itself, nothing's moving. There's no scintillation effect on the horizon. That's when heat is rising up off the earth after daytime right mm -hmm. this is this is why stars twinkle when they're low on the horizon that's called scintillation okay and you're looking across the the earth and you're seeing whether it's been a hot day or a cold day the earth is giving off heat and heat, you know makes things warble and uh you know it's like looking across your your gas grill on a hot day you, you notice how it it shimmers what you see through it same effect 
And um, <laughs> and I look at it like, there's no scintillation effect on this. Why are you bothering me with this? Why are there 200 <laughs> emails in my email box? <laughs> and I, well, there's another one. I'm like, okay, let me see that one. Why is that guy moving like that? You know, why is this? <laughs> no, I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, I mean, uh, I posted something up on the front page. I just I ended up like making a form letter. See the front page. See the front page. See the front page. And I just said, you know, bottom line, I'm not going to go through every painstaking report on every single video. I so over that. You don't want to know. I said, it's CG. Other people out there will figure it out. Go talk to them. As far as I'm concerned, they're all fake. Uh, you know, this is not moving. There's no scintillation effect. This is out of focus. This guy is jerking when he shouldn't be. This, this is not moving. That shouldn't be there. Why is he moving? And the whole frontal half of the video is moving uh, in little tiny increments when the rest of the thing is still as a, you know, I mean, come on. Come on. And uh, I just thought it was a joke from the get-go. And then I go over to Above Toss Secret, and, and this is, I mean, I, am I going to lie here and say that uh, – that seeing a guy who I thought was really adept, you know, like verify one of these videos and say, yeah, this looks really good. This is really compelling. I'm like, what are you, crazy? Well, <laughs> okay, everybody's lost it on this one. So I just said, nope, I'm not, nope, nope. Well, to the layman, it, it had everything that you're taught, you know, this is why this is fake and this is why. Well, now you've got a video that comes along and it's got multiple angles, different yeah. perspectives, different people, reactions, genuine reactions at the right moment. Mm -hmm. um, the flashes all look the same. That was what sold it for me when they slowed the flash down mm -hmm. from all of the different camera angles and said it should look like this, but it looks like this. And this is why it's fake. Well, you know, you know the shadows a, that it puts off. Yeah, he's a, he, this is a really interesting thing. Um about, I mean, let's take even forget whatever they used to do that with, and let's just look at a lens flare in Photoshop. Um, if any of your any of your listeners have a copy of Photoshop, uh, get yourselves a get yourselves a, a nighttime picture of a, maybe a city with some close buildings, and then a daytime city with some maybe some clouds in the sky. And uh, over top of that layer, put another layer and color it black. Dump a black paint bucket on it. And then render a lens flare in the center. And then I believe, and don't quote me on this, uh, go up to your, what they call, these are the, the, the basically they're blending layers. So you're going to go up and you're going to add an attribute. I think probably called exclusion. I can open this up and figure this out. But <laughs> uh, it will basically drop out all of the black and you will be left with a lens flare. Okay. And if you've got, just say, a sunset, you can take at certain blending properties with that layer, you can move this lens flare, which is not in the picture. And if it's bright enough, this thing will actually interact with the background plate. So you can light up the side of a dark building with a lens flare. Really? That happens. At certain blending properties, I have been at work and been doing lens flares in a thing, and it's a sunset, and I move a lens flare through sunset clouds, and it literally looks like the sun is moving behind the clouds. It looks hmm. like it should be video. I mean, this is a really interesting property that you can do with uh, with Photoshop, and um, 
I, I can send you guys an email afterwards because I, I actually have to open. I, I'm not one of those people that can work with a program in their head unless it's really simple. But I can tell you the exact blending mode to use to make it do that and, uh, and, and give you maybe an example picture. Yes, please and, do. Uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's – um, I can email it to you tomorrow. It's, it's, it's astounding what you can do with a simple lens flare. And so does it surprise me that buildings would be lit up by virtue of a flash in a video? No, because if you blend it right, it will have the effect if those buildings are lit even remotely close. In other words, if the back of the building is black and the side is just a little bit lighter, it's going to light it up like a Christmas tree. And guess what that looks like? That looks like reflected light from a real object. It ain't. It ain't. Wow. And so think about this. When they talk about the Dome of the Rock, what's the brightest thing in the picture of the Dome of the Rock? The dome. Yes. Guess where all the shadows are going to fall from those buildings, which is just coincidentally where the object was. Guess where those shadows are going to fall? Away from the dome. Well, it was also pointed out that like when the flash goes off, there's cars and stuff that are around it, and the cars don't give off proper shadows in accordance with what the flash is. Right. So. Right. Right, because they're being lit by the dome if they're being lit by anything at all, or they're being lit by reflected light on street lamps or things like that. I mean, there's so many things as far as light play that, to me, give it away. But that's something that I can't teach anybody. That's just like because of what I do and because of what I've always done my whole life is to look at light and shadow because that's all that vision is. Uh, that's all that gives depth. That's all that makes something come at you is light uh, mm-hmm. and shadows. That's what gives three-dimensionality to things. Um, I know how it should look. And anybody who deals in, any of you guys and gals out there that deal in any kind of graphical work at all or or even paintbrush, even airbrush, even any of these mediums, you all know what light and shadow does. You're intimately familiar with how it should look. And when something doesn't look right, you it sticks out like a sore thumb at you. And our problem is is that it's very difficult to tell tell somebody who doesn't understand what that means. We're all like, you guys don't get it. There should be light there, and there's not. And they go, well, why does there have to be? Well, this is a futile battle it's to physics. fight. It's <laughs> how it works. It's a futile battle to fight because what you've got, especially, I saw it especially with Dame on the Rock. I saw it with the Mexico City in 97. All of these cases that end up being hoaxes, you will get people. I mean, I've been doing this a long time and I got a, I've only been caught by one guy. I've only, one guy is the only one who made me say, now, hold on a minute. Let's really look at this while everybody else was going, Jeff, it's fake. Leave it. I'm like, no, I don't. Something's not right here. One guy in 26 years. Pretty good track record. <laughs> yeah. Huh? And I say to you, look, here's why it's fake. Here's what it is. Here's why it doesn't look right. Here's what's wrong. And you get people who don't know they're behind from an hole in the, a hole in the ground telling you, no, it's real. Well, okay, what do you do? What do you mean, what do I do? What does it matter what I do? Well, because I do this for a living, what do you do? Well, that doesn't matter. I said, well, then you clearly don't do any kind of imaging work because if you did, then you would see what I see. And so don't listen to me. Here's what I did. Go do it for yourself. And that goes all the way back to the beginning of the show. It's like, don't show somebody 
give them or tell them what to do and let them do it. You can show them, but until they do it themselves, it's not going to get through. And even if they do it themselves, it may not get through then either because they have hung their entire belief system on Dome of the Rock, Mexico City, Gulf Breeze, O'Hare, pick a case, Meyer. They will not listen to you because you are now taking away from them the very thing that they hunger so bad for, which is I've got something now that says this is real. And I always knew, but now I really know because there it is. And you go. Sounds an awful lot like religion. (laughs) I'm sorry. Was that out loud? Yes. Um, And that is, uh, well, I mean, that's part of the reason that ufology is in the toilet is because it has become that for many people. Um, But I mean, you, you encounter that with, a lot of things, not just – I mean you encounter that in the ghost groups. You encounter yeah. that. It's – people want to hang their belief systems on a piece of evidence, and that's no place to place your belief system. That's – I had a man – I spoke at a conference in New Jersey a while back, and a uh, man comes up. To, and was, I was to talk about O'Hare. That's why I was there. And so I tell him what I know. I say it's open-ended for me. There's some things I don't quite agree with. I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it now. I mean <laughs> – Jesus Christ. But it won't leave me alone. Sticks <laughs> and it's 2012, six years. I've been off and on with this thing, like picking it apart. God, let me loose. Um, <laughs> you know, this guy comes up to me and he's got these photographs and they're a disc and it's really close and it's really bright. It's got all this smoke flying out of it. It's wild, man. Right. And he says, uh, what can you tell me about these? He's an old man. And I said, I look at him. I'm like, I smile at him and I go, I'll tell you what I can tell you about him. Um, this is a prop. Um, I know that this is a prop because I've tripped over it in a warehouse in Baltimore. <laughs> it's a prop. It's built by either by uh, uh, the man who owned the production company that I worked for and then owned half of. Uh, or built by somebody that he bought it from. But I know this thing because I tripped over it for years before it got thrown away. Um, the thing hanging underneath of it that shows like little tiny blue lights that are giving off these rays and it appear to be undulating. He was like, yeah. I said, that's called a jet eye. Not a jet eye like Star Wars, a jet <laughs> And it's a lighting apparatus that you will see at discos and stuff like that. Um, this thing was effectually its own special effect light show for concerts. And if you take his photographs and you scan them and you bring up the light, you know, you do your level adjustment, there's lighting truss over top of it. That's not taken outside in some Southern state by some man who was taken aboard by Venusians. And I knew immediately where these came from. They came from a man named Graham Bethune, who was a, uh, a a pilot, and you know he was a he was a well known UFO guy for many years, until I went to see him at a Mufon meeting, and he presented these pictures for sale, and I bought a set. Oh, said, Mr. Bethune, would you? And he's passed away since. I said, would uh, let me uh, send you a link in the chat box, and you tell me if that's the picture you're th- you're th- you're saying it is. Um. Uh, you sent me that's O'Hare. That's not the one. Yeah, uh, it'll be the very last one. It'll be the the uh, the uh, the very bottom one there. 
Chicago. I got I got three Chicago O'Hare. It'll be the very last one. The very it'll it'll be two B U F O two one JPEG. Blah, oh no, blah. no, this one. Um, uh, that was one of the fakes from O'Hare. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was one of the ones we ID'd to NARCAP uh, because they were asking me, you know, can you identify what the hoax ones are? And I said, yeah. And then there was there was another 24 hours. What <laughs> 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 we had to do was go out and find the background plates and say, here it is on the net without the flying saucer. Yep. Right. Um, no, this uh, these shots are at dark. I mean, they're very dark, but the UFO is very large in them. And um and I think to this day, people still see these photographs and they go, wow, those are amazing, but it's got to be fake. But, you know, I told this man, I said, I know where this came from because I've seen this thing. And he got, why you have? I said, yes, this is in a warehouse or was for many years. <laughs> you totally deflated him. <laughs> I remember not knowing what this thing was, but I remember the man that I used to do work for. And later was business partners with saying to me, yeah, we built this flying saucer one time and it's out there. It's that white plexi thing with the segments in it. And I'm like, oh, that's what that is. I've been tripping over that damn thing. He's like, yeah, it's all broke up. We should just get rid of it. And when I saw these pictures, I'm like, oh, my God, there it is. There it is. <laughs> and, you know, awesome. and it's, it's been shot on a stage. I mean, clearly there's a smoke machine going and a hazer going and there's clearly a jet eye in operation there's clearly the segments. There's the white plexiglass. I mean, the whole bit. So it's not a cheap prop. Um, and uh, and when I told him this, I mean, the color drained out of his face. And he says, you just destroyed all my proof. And <laughs> I feel like the biggest ass in the world. I just spent $1,000 on these. <laughs> Sorry, thanks, I, thanks for ruining my day. <laughs> there's no reason for you to hang your belief system on these. I said, as far as I'm concerned, there are UFOs. I said, believe me, there are UFOs. This is not it. <laughs> I said, and you're an older man than me. And I said, if nothing else that you probably know is that this thing doesn't want to give it up. You know, it doesn't want to give up shots like that. And he goes, yeah, I know. I thought I really had something. I was like, well, I hate to bust your bubble, but that's a prop. And, um, and he walked uh, and have it. a nice day. <laughs> Glad to destroy your paradigm. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I just pissed in your Wheaties. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? <laughs> eh, screw you, Sonny. <laughs> I mean, I've had that a bunch of times where somebody shows me something. And either, I mean, you'd be amazed the amount of people come up and go, take a look at these. I'm like, um, where, what am I looking at? Well, in this area here, I said, well, past the lens flare or where? <laughs> the what? I said that the lens flare. No, that's the. Th oh, I said no, that's a lens flare, honey. What do you mean? <laughs> I said go up right now and point your camera, you know, in this direction, but don't look through it. But point it up like towards the sun a little bit and keep in the shade. They come back in. They're looking at me like. I mean, I had one woman that wouldn't even come back at me. <laughs> she walked in the door and like looked the other way and walked the other way. But most people, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? You're gonna get one of the crazies that go out there and they're gonna take the picture like you told them to, and they're gonna come back. They're everywhere. Everywhere I point my camera, they're there. I mean, I'm like elf. <laughs> I mean, a lot of those, and they'd be like, "I never noticed any such thing in my life." I was like, "Yeah, that's the sun in your lens. That's what that is," you know, and um. 
And you got people who argue with you constantly about it who, I mean, just so clearly don't know what you're talking about. And you present the evidence to them and you show them what to do. You show them how to do it. And they still say, I'm not buying it. I think you're a government agent. I think oh, you're God, a – yeah. I said, do you know of a debunker who goes on a global radio station and says he's been abducted by aliens? Do you know anybody like that? I mean, do you know anybody who says they've seen UFOs before? Do you know who then says they're a debunker? Sorry. Well, you're I'm not pe- saying you are a government agent, but um, if you know some people and they're hiring right now, I could, I could sure use a new job and I'm, I could be pretty discreet about it. So, Like I said all the time, you know, where's my <laughs> – <You know? laughs> Yeah, but you're a noisy negativist when you do that. You are. You are the guy nobody wants to talk to. That's the they all want you when they don't know what it is, but then when you tell them, then they don't want to. They don't want to know you. Hi, my name is Sater, and I have a podcast called Transmissions from the Bunker. I talk about nonsense. No, Sater, we talk about a lot of things that aren't nonsense. Oh. Like politics. And bourbon. And religion. And grammar. And the news. We talk about the news. And f***ing c***ses. And video games. Uh. And music. And audio nerdisms. So if any of that interests you, tune in live Sunday night at 9 Eastern or find us at the-bunker.net. Or don't. Whatever. Are you ready to be a part of the new revolution in conspiracy talk radio? Then tune into the Extreme Society Show every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on the EXS Radio Network. Right. Well, let me ask you about one last phenomenon that um, do, do, I'm pretty do, do, sure do, do, do. that you already – I already know your opinion on We already talked about it. And it's the uh, – and it kind of came and went. It was the noises from the sky. And uh-huh. that, that phenomena broke really big. It popped up everywhere, you, you know, and then um, it just came and it went. It was – somebody posted a video of a water harp. And it seemed like as soon as somebody posted that video, it's it just like, oh, okay, whatever. And that was the end of it. Right. You know. So do you have any opinions on the, the uh, heralds of the apocalypse horns or whatever? And there was a video I sent you last night, the two of them I was talking to you before, about the, uh, the, roaring, from the, spa- you know, the roaring from the sky. Right, right. <sighs> that one's interesting. I don't know what that is. But, I mean, it, I mean at least from that, um, the... I think the inference in the video that you sent me last night, which you can post on your site, I'm sure, or something yeah. or link to it, clearly there's a storm going on or it's coming. Uh, have you guys ever heard you know, thunder that rolls and rolls and rolls? Well, I've yep. been in a tornado. It, so you know, There you go. I mean there's that. There's thunder that is absolutely continuous. I don't know that that's what that is. That sounds a hell of a lot louder than that. But the thing that throws me about that particular one is that there's clearly weather phenomena happening. So can we say, oh, that's really weird? Well, yeah, it's weird, but it might be weird weather phenomena. I'm not a meteorologist. I don't know anything about the weather. I could see somebody saying, yes, I know what that is. That is this effect that is caused by a geographical area and hot and cold pressures moving together and causing a a continuous rumble in the air. Um, Gulf Breeze had what they called sky quakes, which were kind of similar to that. Only blue sky or Mm. 
puffy white clouds. I mean, they've had that. Um, well, there's been the, people the, hit by lightning out of a blue sky, so from storms oh, yeah. that are miles and miles away. I mean, it's it's. Um, uh, I, I think I mean my my grandmother was hit by lightning. Um, she had, she had snow white hair, and I, I remember I remember going to spend the weekend with her at, at her house one time and uh, up in the country, and I told her. I know some kids were picking on me at school or something, and uh, and I and she said, uh, "Oh, I got that all the time, sweetheart." When I was in school, um, I was 15 years old and I had snow white hair. And I said, "You had snow white hair at 15?" She said, "Yeah, I was struck by lightning when I was 15 years old. My hair went stone snow white." That's and awesome. I was like, Wasn't that interesting? <laughs> and. Um, yeah, she was hanging clothes and was struck by lightning. I said, was it storming? She goes, no, it was just little puffy clouds. And all of a sudden, I was hit by lightning. Everybody saw it. Oh they saw it fly like 50 yards. Well, there was, thing, there, was a, there was a YouTube clip um, about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And this guy, was he was he was getting on a bike, and it was his girlfriend or whatever it was was videotaping it. They were getting ready to go on a bike ride. And there were all blue skies, and there's people all in the background and everything else. And it was at a national park. I can't remember which one it was. And all of a sudden, there's this huge crack. And the guy's on the ground. The bike is, like, smoldering. (laughs) And he's just, like, convulsing on the ground. And and everybody – they show the EMTs come up and everything else. The dude was hit by lightning. Perfectly blue sky. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, out of the sky. The dude was hit by a bolt of lightning. That's where the term "a bolt from the blue" comes from. Sure. Just yeah. I don't know, and it got it on tape, and it was like, oh, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. And then they, you know, people look into it, and there's you know medical records and everything else on this poor right. guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens, I guess. You know, I don't. I mean, as far as lightning and th- and, and and well, thunder, I'm sure can happen in the same way. If there's mm-hmm. enough hot and cold air, it can happen. That I don't, I don't know what to make of that one, Ro, on the, on that one you sent me. I, yeah, it's I, different. It's I definitely a strange video. A tornado in the distance, or is that a tornado up in those clouds that are moving around? Well, she calls uh, the National Weather Survey at the time, and they're like, yeah. "No, there's nothing there." But I found in that there. video interesting because it was before the 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 apocalypse horns ones, you know. Right. That right. was like one of the original weird noises coming from the sky, and like you said, you had golf breeze with the uh, with the weird thunderclaps as well. Yeah, um, I mean the the horns I find to be, I mean again they've been picked up six ways from Sunday from some of the original ones and duped onto other places yeah. and all that. But um, yeah, there's a core of those that are really really interesting. We actually and, just uh, had up here in Michigan, um, I'd say about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, this guy had reported outside of his house. It was broad daylight, not a cloud in the sky, and he had a thunder cloud. It had, had roaring thunder like effect like that, and then all of a sudden, the trees in his front yard, these huge trees, got snapped in half and landed in his front yard. Yeah, and microburst. They don't know what it was, what happened. You know, he heard this tremendous roaring sound. It sounded like a jet at low altitude, and then his trees were on the ground, and they're yeah. big, thick trees. Wow. You know, no, no plane crash, no nothing. Just boom, there mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, I mean, there's some really bizarre weather stuff. I mean, uh, I mean, I've seen some pretty bizarre lightning stuff. I've uh, seen ball lightning there. firsthand myself, but you know, I mean, I had, uh, I was sitting on the couch with my girlfriend way back when we were teenagers. We were watching TV, ha ha ha, and um, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it Just was starting to storm outside. Yeah, and uh, 
and we had a, a lightning bolt come through the window and hit the TV screen because uh, we left the TV on, and uh, we weren't really paying a lot of attention to it. But uh, when it hit the screen, <laughs> I thought you said certainly... you were watching it. <laughs> <clears throat> Quiet down, you. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I mean, I saw that and I was like, that is the freakiest stuff I ever saw in my life. Um, and then ball lightning, I've seen that skip down a wet road, and um, that was pretty bizarre. But yeah, I've seen ball lightning firsthand twice, and it's it is really wild. It's neat. I mean, uh, I mean, but. Uh, you know, again, people try to attribute weather phenomena to some UFO stuff that, I mean, you look at it and you're like, you know, clearly that's not what's going on. Uh, clearly there's something there. And you're not going to tell me that a, cal- a cloud can uh, coalesce into a solid object and then move off at a high rate of speed. I've actually had debunkers try to tell me that. Close. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. No. You know, <laughs> uh, clouds do not exit uh, an area like that. Um, and, and I guess, I mean, part of me, that's, that's also part of the burnout with this stuff is that way back, you know, 15 years ago, debunkers were really sharp, man. You had to be on your toes to tangle with some of these people. And I was at them all. <laughs> I mean, I was at them all. Uh, I mean, there was, uh, my God, uh, James Oberg is the first one that comes to mind. I mean, uh, me and him were back and forth for uh, many emails for a while, and uh, I ended up seeing his point about a lot of stuff. But uh, uh, I mean, there, I just I found him to be unbelievable because he would comment upon what astronauts saw in orbit. I'm like, I'm sorry, are you an astronaut? <laughs> Do you know what they saw up there? Well, I know what they saw because I know what I saw. You know, I know I've seen hundreds of hours of this kind of thing, and I know what that is, and. You have to realize this astronaut is a – he's a real experiencer of the, the space flight. You know, I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> this is a man in orbit. He's a highly trained guy to go into space. You've not been in space as far as I know. So how <laughs> as is far it, as I know. <laughs> how is it that you can question what an astronaut saw? See, this is where I really disconnect with with a debunker that just doesn't want to accept anything or even have the curiosity to look. Um, But even in recent days, I'd say the past, again, five to seven years, debunkers have gotten easy. It's like you don't even know what you're talking about, do you? (laughs) You know, it's been that kind of thing where this used to be a real fight, man. This used to be a challenge to try and – show these people like you are off the mark. Do you know about this, this and this? Well, no, I didn't know about that. Ah, well get back to me when you, and then they never get back to you. Of course, that's how it used to end back in the day. Um, or they would just, you know, resort to personally attacking you, which happened a lot more frequently, I should say. But nowadays it's like, they don't even know what they're talking about. I mean, Bill Nye goes on to say Bill Nye. Here we go. Oh no, don't, don't shoot at Bill Nye. (laughs) Please. Oh, they're talking about, they're talking about uh, Robert Salas at the uh, uh, the Malmstrom, uh, Malmstrom Malmstrom Air Force. He's talking about a weapon being shut down by an object. Two men outside seeing a glowing object over there. The missile is reset. All of these bizarre things happening around a UFO sighting. Bill Nye's reply was, "Well, I'd heard someone had been drinking." Oh God! Really? That was the response. I I, I just oh, said screw Bill Nye. 
I said, I'm sorry, what did he just say? <laughs> and my wife Lisa goes, that someone had been drinking? I said, are you serious? Are yeah, you serious? <laughs> I mean, oh. and, and, you know, and these, these people, and believe me, I'm quickly losing faith in Bentwater's Woodbridge. Yeah. But well. I think there's a core of that that is worth something. This stuff of the binary code and all. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not buying it. Um, and a lot of these other tall tales that have spun around it, I think it is exactly like uh, Dr. David Clark said with me on the on the show. This is modern. This is how myth-making happens. This is why Roswell looks nothing today like it did 20 years ago. And 20 years from now, Bentwaters will bear very little resemblance to what we look at right now as far as Bentwaters. It will evolve exponentially. That's what we were saying before the show about, you know, when I thought about Rendlesham, too. Rendlesham has already evolved. That's, it's still that, evolving. Yeah. You know, Bentwaters, Woodbridge, Rendlesham, that's the same case. They are, they are evolving. And they are changing. And if you hold to that very core thing that we all heard about back in the 80s, look at the original report. David Clark was right about that. Look at the original report. Well, David okay. thinks what they were looking at was the uh, lighthouse. Hmm. I hum- disagree. This is I don't ultimately know. what we're going for, though, is with all this evidence being what it is, some of it being faked or a lot of it being faked or not even be able to tell what's being faked with everything that's said, at this point, does it even matter to believe in anything that's posted or said or done at this point? Is it even worth it anymore to be able to like when, when somebody puts something up on YouTube, is it even, does it even matter to look at it anymore? Does it even matter to listen to the stories? I know that's a hard question to ask, but that's ultimately what it comes down to, you know, is at this point with, with anybody being able to fake almost anything, unless you've got really top notch people that are on there looking at it to, to, uh, to prove it or disprove it, even if there is video evidence that's real or photographic evidence that's real, you're going to have both camps fighting so hard. This is fake. This is real. Is it doesn't even matter anymore. Well, the question is, did it ever? And and <laughs> and this is the, this is this is this is the whole thing in a nutshell. Remember, I said if I wanted to fake a flying saucer that I would do it in such a way that it would be really hard to tell. Mm -hmm. And I said I wouldn't use Photoshop. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually, someone's going to do that. I can't be the only guy who has the idea of just how you could do it to obscure it enough to make it go behind things. I'm talking about a still photograph. To do it in such a way... As anyone looking at it would go, I, I don't know what to make of this. I mean, there's clearly enough data to make a call here, but I don't know. Like in the factor fake thing, when they went out and did their investigation of the video that we're talking about, they had an experience on there. You know, and I want to go, well, this is Sci-Fi Channel. This is one of their shows. This is how they get ratings. This is how they get money from ratings for advertising dollars. I immediately want to go, somehow or another, this is faked. And at this point, do you need debunkers to investigate the debunkers? You I'm, know? I'm going to say it again. If this thing knows, again, it's elusive, it self-negates, what better place to show up than on fact or faked? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
this is the part ufology doesn't want to think about. The, all they want to think about is, look, they went there and got something. It must be real. What if the video that I find really kind of interesting to look at um, is faked? What if it's faked? And yet the factor fake crew went out there and they got something and it's pretty weird. What does that mean? I mean, ufology hears that and they go, uh -uh. <laughs> they don't to do it. I mean, that just spins their head like, what do you mean? Why would a hoax bring on the real thing? That's stupid. No. Look at everything else we know. It negates itself. It's elusive. It likes to hide. It puts itself in places of marginal people. In marginal situations, it's completely anti-structural. What better a place could you want than a friggin' TV show that you could easily say, ah, it's fake, they faked it. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm right here, baby. I'm right here. And you know what? I'm going to put it on a show where Rosian's going to go, ah, eh, they could have faked that. That's the best place to hide. You yeah, know? plain sight. Yeah. So, but... Pull that back and say, no, nah, that ain't it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, the question is, did it ever matter? Uh, when you've got the best UFO photograph in history, which maybe at some point somebody might get, there will always be people who say it's faked and here's why it's faked, even when it's not. I've seen people <laughs> – I've seen people with these friggin' seagull pictures – Trying to tell me it's a disc. I'm like, dude, <laughs> seagull. And I can – there's the beak and there's the feet and there's the tail and there's the wing and it's a seagull. And this was, this was a quite a thing a while back here before people got wise to it. I actually had some guy come into a thread and go, it's CG. What are you talking about? It's a CG bird? No, it's a CG flying saucer. That's CG. I can see the composite marks around it. People will find things that they think are indications of a fake in a bird. That's where I'm becoming, and really I don't really good. like it. <laughs> if you got a really good UFO photograph, people would find fault with it for reasons that have nothing to do with it being a fake. Because we're all rabid to kill the fake. Right. Or some people are, you know, because why? Because these people want to be the smartest ones in the room. You they've know, done this even outside of this field, too. Absolutely. You know, when they was it uh, two or three years ago, they had found another troop of lowland gorillas right. that was outside of where they should have been. Right. And they bumped up the number from the estimated, you know, ten thousand to like sixty or eighty thousand now because of what they found. Right. They're like, oh no, somebody just no, these pictures aren't real. They're not from the same area. It's not blah 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 blah. And then people are like, oh wait a minute, uh, yeah, these this is a different troop. This is a large troop. Right. It's not in the same area, and it right. took forever because it took people to actually track trackers to go out. With biologists to say, yes, this is not the same area. You can't this believe is, it. No, it, because it's just, no, we know what we know, and that's it. Exactly. And, you know, and my thing is, is uh, throughout all of this stuff, I would look at it and go, I mean, you've actually got people out there who say that they're photo analysts who 
their definition of what that means means I have Photoshop. <laughs> and they work at Burger King or they're well, then I'm a physicist or they're, you know, uh, you know, or they they work uh, in corporate America somewhere not doing anything related to Photoshop, but they're like, you know, a marketing director or something. Or they run a podcast. Like, now, dude, I work with this crap every day of my life. This is what I do. And so I started seeing very early on that the educated opinion, which is all I can give, I can't tell you what it is because I don't know what it is. I can tell you what it ain't. Um, yeah, right. With some degree of certainty, right? But, you know, I, I'm not like one of those guys who's so full of himself that has to announce every little credential I've got all the way down the line. And frankly, that's embarrassing to me when somebody says, well, what is your credentials? Well, I don't you know. Like I did at the beginning of the show? Uh, you know, no, well, no, that doesn't bother me. I mean – that doesn't bother me because I get it, you know. I get that part, but it's like, you know, when somebody when you say to somebody, "Here's this, here's that," I used to do really extensive workups on these things. I mean, it's hours of work, and finally I go, "What am I doing this for? Like, what is this for?" Because when you've got the best photograph in the world, or even one that's mediocre, or one that's suspicious, the best you're going to walk away from is inconclusive. If it's an <laughs> How do you function in a in a, an analysis of visual data when the best success is utter failure? To explain, <laughs> your target or your desire is to be able to say, "I don't know." So abject failure is the success of what you're trying to do. Uh-huh. I cannot explain it. I don't know what it is. It's clearly there. I can't tell you what it is. That's failure. Uh, it's not failure to the UFO folks. They go, he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, that doesn't mean it's little green men from planet X. It doesn't mean it's the grays. It doesn't mean it's the reptiles or whatever other kind of crap you want to throw on it. It could be a military thing. It could be weather phenomena that I don't have any clue about. Uh, I, I mean, I know weather in enough to know this, that, and the other are normal, <laughs> but is there some anomaly of weather? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Um, well, but- I had heard that some people had been drinking, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's all that. And so no matter how good the data is, no matter how good your analysis or workup of it is, 50% will believe it and 50% will not. I know that. Um, But even the best, most anomalous, most clear, most obviously not from here to some people, because I can't make that call, doesn't tell you what it's made of, doesn't tell you where it came from, doesn't tell you how fast it was going, if it's still. If it's a video, it's even hard to tell how fast it was going. Doesn't tell you who's inside, doesn't tell you what the propulsion is. So what is it telling you? Nothing. <laughs> right? What do you got there? A bowl of nothing. I got a big bowl of cold when I eat my frozen yogurt because there's no taste. <laughs> That's what I like in visual evidence and UFO phenomena too. It's a big bowl of cold. Uh, <laughs> these are the legitimate UFO photographs that are interesting. What did Ed Walters photograph? I don't know. I've heard rumors that it might be a government project. I don't know that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have things like that in government. You know, we don't have technology like this. Those are the most despised words by me that anyone ever uttered in this field. How do you How know? Do you know. Are you privy to every secret project the government of any government has? No, you're not. So when Kevin Randall said that, I said, "How do you know?" Well, because back this is back in the 50s, Jeff. We didn't have that. No, you don't know that. Says you, you know. Yeah, right. Hey, that shit. You don't know what anyone <laughs> had. So don't sit here and tell me we didn't have that because you don't know. And um, <laughs> oh my god, don't don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> here, take your meds. Go to your happy oh, place. Here you god, go. It's infuriating. Slide. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where uh, it doesn't tell you anything. The only thing it can do is if you've got a witness that you can talk with, you can say, I see here what you saw and what you experienced when you saw this. I can now lend more weight to that because I see this and I can't explain this. Then it adds to a growing body of data about what that person saw. That's where we have to put the importance of visual data in UFO cases on or any of this stuff, Bigfoot, ghosts, any of Hey, that stuff, excuse me. You've got to put it on adding to what someone experienced and they're telling you about. They're a name, they're a face. They're not some faceless, anonymous moron in his underwear in the basement playing with Photoshop. This is a person that I'm communicating with. They seem genuine. They seem very disturbed by what they shot, very disturbed by what they saw. They felt something. They saw something. They heard something. Now I can say, well, you got this. And so you got something that says to me that what you're relating to me, I might be able to lean a little bit easier on because you've got this. This isn't proof. This is just adding to you. And that's the best you can hope for out of this stuff because it doesn't tell us anything other than it's really there and that doesn't look like an airplane. And we don't know what it is. Success is failure. And, um, you know, and, and I'll tell you something. I, I mentioned earlier that one guy caught me and, uh, and it was out of Phoenix. It was uh, a guy, I believe his name is Brian Bessent. Um, he was the guy that came out after everybody had grabbed up his video and posted it and it, he had made money off of it and all this kind of said, I spent all the money on whatever. I mean, he he admitted he hoaxed it. I looked at this video and I was like, there's something about this. It's got scintillation effect to it. I don't think we should dismiss this right off the bat. I didn't say it was legit. I just said, I don't think we should dismiss it. Whereas everybody else was saying, that's a total hoax. And I'm like, wait a minute. I just talked to the guy. He's going to send me a copy. Of course, he never sent me a copy. And then the more I looked at it, the more I went, oh, I think I got – I got hoodwinked on this one. And it was nothing more than a compression artifact and a happy accident in whatever program he was using that accidentally made this kind of scintillation to the lights that he shot. They were just lights. Mm -hmm. If something like that can happen, a happy accident, as Bob Ross used to call them, (laughs) uh, if that happens, that is enough to throw a lot of people off. And that can happen. Uh, I think hoaxes 
of every sort in this are all part of what make it what it is. I don't think that we can – I can say there's rules of evidence in this, but I think hoaxes are not only to be expected but are a part of what this is, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is the veil that it hides behind. I think if you want to get really deep about it, maybe this thing inspires people to hoax things to hide itself. And if it depends on us, as I told you, Roshan, last night, (laughs) if this thing depends on us to perceive it as real in order to manifest itself, then the way for it to get in would be to say, hey, Roshan, go get that flying saucer model out of the basement that you got from Ravel and we'll hang it from a wire out back and shoot a picture of it. I have a Jupiter oh. 2 model sitting right here, actually, <laughs> as you say that. Throw that but go ahead. Still, you know, and then get the paper to pick it up. And then everybody in your area. I mean, I've, I've laid this out on the show before on, on Paratopia. If a guy built a really great UFO model that was 12 foot wide and he got a bunch of black helium balloons and he tethered this thing. Uh, and he let it rise up above his house in the dark with no lights on it, and he's got a remote to work the lights. They don't have to be elaborate lights. All it's got to be is a circle, man. No light show, you know, no Pink Floyd stuff. (laughs) A ring of red lights or a ring of white lights or whatever. Let it float away from your house. Let it across the street, down the block, into Let the people, power lines. Burn your house down. Let <laughs> people see it. Don't pull it down. Let people see it. Let people stand there and then gradually drag it back towards you a little bit and shut the lights off. And then pull it down in your backyard. No one would ever see it. Okay? It disappeared. People would <laughs> about this. They'd be buzzing about this. All of a sudden, this guy and his chagrin is reading about this sighting of this object with these white lights around the perimeter. It appeared to be a disc and it disappeared in front of 50 witnesses in the, the hound, the, the, the little online town of Kodor. And yeah, well, isn't that funny? Cause that was my model. And then a week later he sees UFO sighting over Kodor and adjacent town in, you know, uh, East bum, wherever. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, what is that? And then all of a sudden, there are UFO sightings going on around his area. A flap. That has happened. Yeah. Yeah. That has happened. Weren't People, there sightings after that balloon boy thing? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Because that whole thing disgusted me so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, that there was a great hoax, right? My kids and I don't know where he is. I'm sorry, that thing doesn't look big enough to support a dog, much less your kid. You know, you know I mean, the best part of that whole thing was the every guy time. <laughs> no, when they got the kid on the kid, the best part. And this is horrible. This is going to just show how twisted I am. He'd every throw time, up. yeah, he every time he'd go to say what was going on, he'd puke. <laughs> he'd puke. Yeah. They're like, okay, that doesn't say the kid's lying. He's little... so torn up inside that he's throwing up. But he's telling yeah. the truth. That's normal. Yeah. Right. I was cracking up. I'm like, does this make it, me an evil person? No, no. <laughs> it's a kid. I mean, you know. But 
But again, <clears throat> all kinds of um, of of strange things that that people have documented around hoax things, and um, you know, and, and you know, we were talking about the drones before we went on the air. I mean, those to me are the most clearly obvious fakes ever uh, in this thing. I mean, just by scaling alone, when you see the shot of it at a three-quarter view, it's in focus. It's sharper than reality is. That's the first clue, right? It's sharper than the re- than the reality of the scene is. And it looks to be about the size of a car, let's just say. And the next shot you see is it going behind this immense hedgerow of trees, and it's huge. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, what? There's a <laughs> problem here, you know? Not only is there a clear problem where it's obscured by the trees, it's all blurry for some odd reason because somebody can't composite good enough, but now the scaling is completely whacked out, and I go, no, sorry, fake. And, uh, you know, and then – of all people, Whitley Strieber goes on his show and says, I saw a drone. And people huh? go, oh, he's got to be full of crap now. This has got to be it. Well, I have had people report to me an, upsta- an upside-down Starship Enterprise hanging above a field. I've mm-hmm. had people report to me a tractor-trailer over top of a barn. I've had people report to me... Uh, TIE Fighters, X-Wings, all sorts of bizarre crap that shouldn't be there. And yet these people swear beyond swear that they saw it. The most interesting being the upside-down Starship Enterprise and the uh, the tractor-trailer. Because the yeah, tractor is also... That's not c- supposed to be there. <laughs> right. But the man was a truck driver. Yeah, that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> And it also culminated in the next night of them seeing three discs over their barn and not a tractor trailer. Mm. So when you get that, and Terrence McKenna talked extensively about his UFO sighting in the end, where he saw the Georgia Damsky faked, you know, end cap off a whatever, 1947 or 357 Hoover end cap off a vacuum cleaner decked out to look yep. like a flying. Yeah, he saw that thing with his own eyes sail through the blue skies of the Amazon, and I think Whitley's sighting is of the drone is exactly like that. I think it is saying something to you. It's saying that's fake, and you know it's fake. Yet here I am. <laughs> so when something says that to you, and something says I'm a tractor trailer, now I'm a flying saucer. Do you get that I'm not either? <laughs> well jeff we've had john for like three hours so <laughs> um so there you are that's what you're left with hmm. all right well we're gonna let you go um because okay. i've got a monster job of editing ahead of me now <laughs> this was great yeah it was yeah. great it was great but um, I'm going to let you go, and thanks for coming back on the show. I guess uh, I guess you could still plug Paratopia, because Paratopia is still going to be around, much to everybody's uh, idea that it's not going to be. <laughs> Every month, paratopia.net, um, and it'll be free. So everybody uh, you know, can't, uh, can't berate us for uh, charging for a podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when people do that. I really do. 
they should do one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, but yeah, that's uh that's gonna be every month, and that's uh, probably starting in a month. So uh, we just did our final episode. It's up right now. You can go check that out. And um, and we'll be back in a month with more hijinks. Hijinks. Yeah, there's only one thing that we're leaving out of this. If you guys, if anybody out there was listening to what was going on before we even started recording, Jeff's going to be back on the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. There's so much stuff that wasn't on here. Yeah, it's God. I, I know we could talk to you probably for another two hours, but I just don't have it in me because I've got to edit all this down. <laughs> Nobody ever asked me to come on a show ever. Like really? that, no, no, no. Uh-oh. I never asked ever. I mean, it's that's, like that's nuts. Never. I don't understand that. I never. I mean, I huh. said that to Jimmy like a billion times. Of like, I never get asked to be interviewed anywhere. You know, uh, that doesn't make any sense. That makes heretic, zero heretic. sense to me. <laughs> you know, the heretic amongst heretics. That's it. And uh, <laughs> well, you're I, a brother I, to us, so uh. I appreciate that, guys. And uh, and it's been great. So. Uh, thank you for this. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, you man. got it. And that was our monstrous interview with Jeffrey Ritzman. Holy crap. <laughs> I felt bad because there was a couple of times where I had to actually kind of cut him off, but I didn't want to, but we had so much stuff to talk about that I just, I couldn't let him go because at any given time with any subject about this stuff with Jeff, it's, and I, we could have just sat down and said, all right, and talk and just let him go. Yeah. And he, and he would, would have had would no fill problem up. filling the space. Absolutely. He has no, at all. And, and just listening to him, this, the information that he has is just amazing. You're like, all right. Yeah. How come, you know, how come, where, how long did it take for us to meet Jeff? <laughs> yeah, really, really. So, you know, I was like, okay, Jeff, 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 okay, okay, we, we need to talk about this now. And then he'd go off on a tangent. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Now, now, now we need to talk about this. There was something we were going to talk about. They, there's an app out now to be able to tell if a photograph has been, has been hacked or has been changed or anything like that. And we were, I was going to bring that up in the show and we just never got around to it yeah. because it would go off in another direction and go off in another direction. And then like the whole O'Hare airport stuff, he, he dropped some, he dropped some stuff tonight that he's never talked about on another show. It's not even on his show. Yep. So I was like, all right, this is cool. We'll let him go. I'm not going to shut him up. So, you know, no, it was well worth listening to too, you know? Yeah, you didn't have to be the one that had to edit it. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is very true. Uh, editing, uh, what? Editing is a monster. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that's it for this week's show. By now, two weeks have passed. So I'm sure at this point, me and you should theoretically be itching to do some stuff. Oh yeah, because we've got a lot of stuff that's sitting on the back burner. As we record this, we have stuff that's sitting on the back burner. So, and we're already looking for books and things to cover. Out in out in the distance, so you know. All right, I guess that's it. Uh, I guess that'll be it for this show because um, we are still tired. <laughs> yeah, literally, and I have to feed these kids. All right, well, this is Rojan. Peace out from the D. This is Lobo from Connecticut with a nest full of children roaming around, one in diapers. Yay! But we did establish who, in fact, lives in Connecticut, and David Letterman lives there.
He does. So yeah, I'm Stewart. amongst other crazy people. And That's great. Ed Gein, is that who you said lives there? No, Ed Gein doesn't live in Connecticut. Ed I wish he did. <laughs> no. Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley lives in Connecticut. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> Hi, I'm Wilford Brimley. I don't have diabetes. This is where I say peace out, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. I live in a cocoon.